what is up people welcome back to a special friday morning edition of the no gimmicks podcast here on the dfpn uh we have a special guest coming through today um if you watched AEW grand slam then you've seen this guy walk out to the ring with sammy guevara he uh has his hands on a lot of theme songs that are in AEW right now and uh he is a very busy person works with a lot of incredible artists and today he has decided to give us his time he is a host of tz's table which is a very dope and incredible podcast in its own right uh very very special brother please welcome to the show montezzi how you doing sir peace king peace king <laughs> i'm doing good man life is life is good man i'm blessed I'm feeling good. Life has um, definitely been a blessing for me. I can't complain. I thank God each and every day. I'm here to wake up and have another and have another day. And welcome to I'm, I'm welcomed and, and definitely happy to be on the No Gimmicks podcast, man. So I salute you. I appreciate your time, man. I definitely do. Now, with these, I know you do a lot of these, and I know I know you're very privy to the interviews. So we normally start in a you know, how did you get into what you do? You know what I mean? But I want to do something different because you are a different type of person in this aspect to where I come across people and when I hear it, I'm always intrigued. You always speak about manifestation and how you are able to manifest things and make things happen for you. What is your, what is your, what is your belief in that? And how that has helped you so far in your career? Great question. I don't get this question often, man. Great, great question. Manifestation truly is confidence and belief in what you in what you set out to do. And it's having faith in doing what you're doing and not really worried about the results and worried about the destination as it in, is in the journey. I believe that, you know, it, it like it kind of like we have a third eye as people. Right. And we we able to God gives us this opportunity to have a vision to kind of see things before they happen. So you speak things, great things into existence and manifestation is being able to say, OK, this is what I'm shooting for. And I'm just going to go for it, you know, and let the universe, you know, the God, Allah, whoever you pray to, let that be your your resource to manifestation. I said, OK, I want to do a podcast. OK, I want to do theme music. OK, how am I going to do this? And I just started working towards it. I just started finding right. ways to get get there. The, the direction will get you there where you need to go. You just need to be able to focus on how to get there and just right. put in the work. Once you put the manifestation in, you have to put the work in. And I think once you put the work in and you're able to do that, everything else in the world kind of surrounds you. Awesome. You get around the right. You get around the right people. You get around the right situations. You get around the right connections. You, you get around the right energy. And all that matters in manifestation. So I believe it's believing it, saying it internally, saying it outwardly, and then putting action towards it. And then everything in the universe, as long as you remain a good person and keep your karma good, everything will work out towards your manifestation. The problem with people is they manifest these things, but they don't treat people right. They get egotistical. They end up messing up the internal things that got them to that place. So manifestation is all about not only being positive, but how you treat the the universe when the blessings come your way when they start coming your way towards your dream you can't change towards the manifestation otherwise universal law is treat others how you want to be treated 
So right. once you start going against that universal law, stuff stops working for you in that way. So manifestation is not only about achieving your dreams and going towards your dreams, but it's also outwardly how you treat people going towards your manifestation as well. Okay, yeah, I get that. So in in response to that, how mm-hmm. surreal is it to know that you are, you did speak these things into existence? Like, for instance, you like, I want to do theme songs. You're doing them, right? You have a, you have a very big part in what AEW has going on as far as theme songs. Not only AEW, but I'm pretty sure you affected other areas too, but you are, you are very active in that community. How surreal is that for you? You know, it's, it's, it's funny because when you first started in anything, and I, when I first started in this in 2014, I really didn't have a game plan. I just kind of randomly did it. But something in my spirit told me, hey, you need to build on this. Right. And if you do this the right way, this could be your lane and what you do. And if you're willing to put in the hard work, you're willing to do it. But I also, to give you the God out of truth, I know when I started this theme song thing, everybody just wants to shoot for the moon. WWE, a, WWE no, AEW wasn't around at the time. Right, WWE. Right, right. I said, okay, I need to start it from the ground up. I love that. Yeah, I right. Every indie promotion that I could, I spent my own dime, Maryland, West Virginia, Georgia, North Carolina, uh, New York, where I'm from. Uh, I reside in Florida now, but from New York, you name it. I went to all the underground promotions and made my name there and built up to this point. So I I wanted to start. So when you start from this, when you start with everybody in the trenches, there's a different respect for you when you get up. Right, right. Everybody just wants to shoot to WWE and all that. And that's cool if that's what you want to do. But what I did was I started from the ground up of every indie promotion. I don't care if there was 30 people there that night. At the, at the smallest wrestling promotion. Hey, I'm going to do a theme song for you. I don't want no money for it. I'm going to just do it. That's how I started. Right. So I started from the ground up in my manifestation of this. I had to have a game plan. It wasn't just something. Everybody went different ways about it. Some people just went the WWE route and it just worked for them. Me, mm-hmm. I, in order for me to get where I had to go, I had to outwork everybody. And I had to outwork people. And I believe I always called myself the Little Wayne of wrestling music because there was a time when Little Wayne was on everything. Like Little Wayne was literally dropping albums like like <laughs> like Cakewalk, you know. And right. that's what my lane had to be until I can get to a point where I could be like a Jay Z wrestling music, where my style is at a point and I can kind of be at that point. I had to be the Little Wayne of this. I had to be on everything, bro, everything. And I still do that now. The work doesn't stop. Because I'm at this level, I'm still right. grinding for indie, small, small, major, whatever. I did it. You know what I mean? And that's been part of my manifestation goal towards this, my brother, is outworking everybody, having a game plan, structuring how I did it, and having a game plan and how I was going to do it. So it, it's very surreal to be at this point because it all came together from 2014. Now, my 10 year anniversary will be February. So to be here, Wow. All this time, it's a blessing, brother. Who's the first? Who's the first uh, wrestler that you actually worked with? That theme music. 
um, my man Drolix in 2015. Drolix is a wrestler for MCW in Maryland. He's the one that put me on in wrestling. He's the first wrestler I ever worked with. He gave me my first co-sign right. in wrestling. My man Drolix, um, he wrestled for Black Wall Street. That was his group, his stable. Um, 2014 in Maryland, I made his song like January or February 2015. And he was the first person to put me on in the wrestling business. He introduced me to the wrestling business by me making his song. Oh, nice, nice. Shout out to MCW. Uh, we have a couple of group members that represent MCW, so shout out to them, man. Um, how was it How was it hearing your theme music, somebody walk out to your theme music for the first time? Bro, that, like, feel, that feeling now, to from then to now, never gets old. <laughs> never gets old. I'm blessed, bro. Like, I'm blessed. That first time hearing that, it's like, Damn, people nod their head to your music and rocking. I'm like, damn, this is dope. You know, this is fire. And then to see where it is now, 10 years later, I never I never lose that feeling. I always remember that first time. Keeps me right. humble, keeps me right. working, keeps perspective. I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose that feeling because then people get complacent. One thing I'm I'm allergic to complacency. So I love that feeling. Every time I hear the music and I hear that feeling, I get excited and I, and I'm happy and I feel I feel I feel um elated, you know what I mean, that I get to hear that. Thousands of people nodding their head to your music, rocking your music, saying it's dope. Man, it feeling never gets old, man. Even yeah. never gets old. Yeah. I I definitely dig it. So what's your process behind creating a theme song? Well, let's go. Let's go. Let's switch a gear real quick. Let's go to your to your actual musical influence. Who? What was the person or song that got you to like? I want to make music for a living. What was that? Okay, uh, I'll give you my inspirations first. Okay, my inspirations were always this because it was two thousand and three. I was a freshman in high school. And the people that inspired me to make music, it was a few people. It was 50 Cent, Lloyd Banks, Talib Kweli, Eric Sermon, and Ludacris. Those were the the people that inspired me to make music. I was mentored mm. by, um, his name was Shamelo Durant, God bless his soul, rest in peace. He passed away last year. My mentor, he um, he produced "Put Your Hands on My Eyes Can See" for Busta Rhymes. So he produced that record, and he produced for Petey Pablo. He produced for Bel Biv DeVoe. He produced for a bunch of people. Right, and uh, uh, he actually um, contributed to the Poison record by Bel Biv DeVoe. He can, he made he added uh, some production to that record. Shout out to him, changed his life. So him and Busta Rhymes were best friends. So, um. Shamelo was the one that honestly I want to give him his shout out on a person who mentored me and got me into the music business and taught me that. So, with that being said, um, those people inspired me to make music. Uh, the songs that inspired me was uh, "Get By" by Talib Kweli, uh, "Get By" by Talib Kweli, uh, "The Blast" by by Reflection Eternal, Talib and High Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, in the club, the whole Get Rich or Die Trying album by Fifty Cent. The whole Get Rich or Die Trying album by Fifty Cent. That album is the blueprint to me wanting to rap. Was that album? 
Um, that is that is the bomb that went off in the entertainment industry. Yes, that song right there, me being a freshman in high school, hearing that song changed my life. Definitely. Um, uh, anything Eric Sermon. Eric Sermon's always been one of my inspirations as a producer slash writer. Uh, love love Eric Sermon for what he provided. Uh, Lloyd Banks as a writer, as a lyricist, as a being one of the strongest writers in the entertainment industry and hip hop. So those are the people that did uh, Reflection Eternal The Blast, To Live Quali, Get By, uh, Common Respiration, uh, Ludacris Stand Up, uh, Black Thought, uh, um, uh, The Roots, uh, Don't Say Nothing, and um, and uh, The Next Movement. Uh, man, I could keep going on songs that has inspired me. T.I., Be Easy, um, Eight Ball and MJG, You Don't Want Drama, anything Bone Thugs. Bone, Crazy Bone might be my favorite rapper of all time. Like 50 Cent, it's a tie between 50 Cent and Crazy Bone as I get older. Like I try to rap in that kind of speed and I still ain't get that. Like those guys are phenomenal. So yeah, anything Bone Thugs, 50 Cent. Though, yeah, that's that. I, I, I can name so many, but to, to answer your question directly, yeah, those are the people. Are you gotcha. from Queens? Yes, I am. <laughs> I, I figured. <laughs> yes, yes, I am, brother. I, I, like, I am from. I am from Queens. That's a lot of clean Queens references right there. Like fifty, like fifty was a dead giveaway. I was like, oh, he got to be from Queens. That's that's shout out to the Borough Uh They are on our oh, network. I'm here. sorry, I don't mean to interrupt <laughs> you. I can't believe I forgot to say this. Nas is my favorite rapper of all time. So, oh, I, I get oh. Nas, Godson. Like I, Nas is my my favorite rapper of all time. I can't believe I always say Nas is my goat, and I can't believe I forgot to mention him here. So I have to say that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. With my, I, no, I have no, to no, say you're that. good. You good? You are you're definitely good. So on this show, I play a game called Either Or, and you just yes. play directly into it. So I got some questions that I'm gonna ask you later. Nas is definitely gonna be a player in this in this game. So gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. So, Let's get it. <laughs> so um let's let's go back to your to the wrestling part of it right so hip-hop and wrestling they do have like this crazy history like it's almost silent but it's present at the same time right so what is your relationship like with wrestling fans so how like you do the themes and everything but how is your relationship because you are an artist but your way of making it is like non-traditional right so you almost you almost got it you had you have your foot in the entertainment industry but to wrestling fans like you're very well known so what's your relationship like with them my relationship with them is i'm like i call myself like the people's champion you know what i mean like like the rock you know what i mean like i'm not the i'm not the guy that even even though I'm in wrestling, that's going to be having the merch tables and and selling merchandise, and that's not my thing. I would rather be the person that would do my own like podcast and Teasy's table, like my own show, and then come sit with the wrestling fans and sit right next to them. That's right. the kind of guy that I am. I try to be the common man, try the Dusty Rhodes. I try to be that guy when it comes to wrestling fans because people have to realize that it's relatable. At the end of the day. No matter how much of a following that you have, if you're not in the ring wrestling, 
do you, there's only so much you can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like they they are what the people are watching. So right. me being outside of that and being an artist, I understand that I have to be more in unison with the rest of fans as I'm a fan myself. Even though I'm an artist, I'm not a wrestler. So it's a balance. It's a fine line that where I can be Montezzi, I can be, you know, who I am and my brand name, but I'm also still a fan as well. So keeping that perspective and keeping that self-awareness keeps me honest with my wrestling fans and they support me in whatever I do because I'm still a man of the people, but I'm not, I might be associated with AEW, WWE and certain things, but I'm not too far gone from still being the same fan everybody else is. Right. I'm still right. buy a ticket. I could, I could do, I can go to the press box and get tickets or now, but I'd rather sit, I'd rather buy my ticket and sit in the crowd with the people at, at WWE shows. You know what I mean? And sit right, right. next to them. Like I'm right. not, that's never going to change with me. You know what I mean? Because I have full understanding. So my relationship is great. I might not tweet about wrestling all the time. I might not Facebook about wrestling all the time. I might not, but my direct relationship with them and seeing what I'm doing has gotten me this far because it's a respect thing. It's a natural respect thing. The wrestlers see how I treat it, and the fans see how I treat it. So it's a fine balance that I that I keep, but it it works for me. Right, right. There there is a there is a fine line, and I'm finding this the more the more I start working around the industry, um, that the respect always has to be at the forefront, right? So. I respect what they do. I don't get in the ring and do what they do, but I respect it. So me covering it has to be a, a, a fine line of respect there, like first. So I definitely agree with, with what you're saying. Um, who was the best wrestler to work with? Great question. The best, as far as their song? Right. Swerve was the most detailed I when I did that. hit when his in 2017. He had a distinct thing that he wanted. So that was the most challenging one. But I, I knocked it out the park. But it took me, it, I had to, I had to, um, that was the most challenging. Sammy was, Sammy Guevara was the easiest to do because he was really easy in what he wanted and he trusted my vision. So yeah, I would say that. The, the, the most fulfilling was Swerve because in 2017 because of what he wanted. But the easiest was was Sammy. Sammy was the easiest. I'll probably say I work with most wrestlers. When I do stuff, they trust my vision, so it's not really a hard thing. Um, they just kind of have a direction on what they want to hear. Uh, Shane Taylor is also another one. He was very easy to work with too. He's kind of descriptive on what he wants, but he right. trusts my vision. He's very easy to work with too. A lot, a lot of the guys are really easy, but Sammy definitely was one of the easiest. Okay, I, I can I can understand that. We'll come back to Sammy in a second. Um, but staying on that, on that wrestler tip, a lot of people don't know a bunch of wrestlers have bars, like straight bars. What was the most surprising wrestler that you found out had bars, like for real bars? Can, is there somebody I'm associated with or can I say somebody? It can be anybody. It can be anybody. Oh, when I started, when I started mentoring Swerve in the studio, and then like a year later, he's keeping up with me. I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, this dude learned quick, man. I was like, man, if I, if I keep playing, like he go, he goes surpass me real quick musically, as far as lyrically. Like, I, I get, I gave him my sauce, and the next thing I know, he's a fast adapting learner wow. that I've ever that I've ever met. So, 
seeing his progress and being a musician for only three, four years to see how his progress musically is phenomenal. The dude's vision and his sound. I already, when I first told him, I said, dude, you, you could be a rapper, bro. And cause you think like me, you think right. as an artist, you don't think right. as a wrestler, you think as a artist. So seeing where that has gotten to him now, that definitely, I was definitely, sometimes I was in the studio and I was like, Oh God damn. Like, damn, I gotta rewrite mine. I'm like, we kind of, we kind of cooking right now. Like, <laughs> he had you rewriting your verses. Dang. A few of them, a few of them, a few of them. Like, you'll see. Like, I'll give you a funny story. Uh, October second. By the time this drops, it might be. I don't know when you're dropping this, but he'll he's dropping a verse to the still tipping beat from Mike Jones. So me, him, and my guy Anthony Kane were doing like a two thousands mixtape where we're rapping over industry beats so we're doing a mixtape to where we're uh we're all doing that so we're all doing a song to the still tipping beat so before i did uh i did a verse we all did a song we all did a verse to gossip folks by missy elliott so Mm -hmm. i i laid my verse first on that and he was like oh okay that's fine i could tell he was motivated so we ended up so the next beat we do in the studio session is still tipping by Mike Jones. And he went off so hard. I said, you know what? I ain't coming after you, bro. You got it. <laughs> you got it, dog. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not. Nah, bro. You This this, this needs to be you. And, no, there's nothing I can say after this. So, you know, it, it's, it's, um, that's how it is, man. It, it, it's competitive fun. Not, nothing. It's just pushing each other. Iron sharp is iron sword, sharp is sword. So it's just push each other to be better and to stay motivated. Not competition on the sense of being better. Than anybody else, but pushing each other to be better, and you need right. that amongst amongst men. You need that. So yes, um, it's uh, yeah, I would say Swerve definitely. Shout out to um, Myron Reed, he's dope. Shout out to Myron Reed. Shout out to, I mean, all the guys that's out, all the wrestlers out there making music. Shout out to Leo. Shout out to everybody who's doing their thing. Yeah, shout out to all of them. Leo was my my most surprising one. I found out he. He could spit. I was like, oh, man, I didn't know Leo had that in him. But, yeah, shout out to him. So um, let's let's walk me through your experience. You get the call. uh, You're going to be on AEW Grand Slam. You're going to be walking out Sammy Guevara. Walk me through that day. What was that experience like? Wow. What a day. So. Probably a week beforehand, Sammy texts me and he says, hey, man, I got the performance approved. I said, oh, that's dope. I said, that's dope. Where is it going to be? And he said, Grand Slam in New York. I said, where I'm from? (laughs) In my hometown? In my city? Where I'm from? You couldn't tell a better story than this. Like, word? Okay. So first, it was supposed to be a live band. At first. AEW was like, nah, we just wanted to be you and him. Cool. So I uh get there that day. Um not really nervous, but when I'm backstage at rehearsal, I'm like, yo, this is real. I'm really doing this. Yeah. I'm really doing this, you know. And it was very quiet that whole day for me. A lot of networking, you know, everybody's backstage. I'm networking, shaking hands. You know, like they say in the game, shaking hands, kissing babies, meeting, <laughs> yeah. meeting, meeting everybody. You know what I yeah. mean? So we do the rehearsal. 
And I'm like, wow, this is dope. So now it's getting closer to the time of the show. I find out, hey, we're going second on the card. I'm like, damn, this is second. This ain't on fast. Oh, baby. <laughs> fast. Ooh-wee. So Eddie, Eddie and and um and Claudio are wrestling, and I'm getting mic'd up. And I'm standing there. And Swerve's right next to me. Sammy's right there. Chris Jericho's right there. Uh, Kenny Omega. The Young Bucks are around. And I'm just looking around, and I'm like, damn. Like, I'm really here. I'm really here. Yeah. And I hear the crowd. Everything booming. I'm mic'd up. Sammy comes out and he does his little Jericho pose. I'm standing right behind the curtain. I wasn't nervous, but I I knew I had to put on a show for my that I had the best that I could. And I'm out there and I wasn't nervous, but I felt like I deserved it. And I felt like it was my coming of age. I don't get nervous after I perform anymore, but so much in my mind because my granddad who passed away was the person that shot to my granddad here. I'm around my necklace on right here. Definitely got to show him some love. Is it around my neck? Somewhere around here. Got to show this. It's my granddad pendulum on my granddad right here. Me and him, hard to see, but this is me and him. I wear this on my neck. He's the person that inspired me to do music. He's the person that you know that pushed me to do this. And uh, with his with his passing, the first thing I started thinking of was him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Him, my, my grandma, who who I take care of, and and her being my motivation, and her watching on TV, my whole family watching on television, telling my mom, telling my grandma, telling everybody, "Hey, I'm gonna be on television at this time," and to get the feedback, all the wrestling fans, people at my grandmother's job, everybody that's hit me up, man, that was that was a surreal experience that day, man. And to be able to perform in front of 10,000 folks, you know what I mean? I don't care what Jim Cornette said about me. <laughs> there's, there's nothing. <laughs> no, that's proof positive, bro. You made it. If Cornette's talking about you, yeah, you've been accepted. Absolutely, absolutely brother. <laughs> I, I don't take it personal. Hey, man. Hey, maybe my music sucks to you, brother. I understand, OG, but I'm still a fan of you. Still, I still remember you with the tennis racket back in the day. It doesn't bother me. So, you know, I... um. I'm appreciative of the level of where I'm at. I'm blessed. I'm happy. I am so appreciative of that moment. And for Swerve to be right next to me, and and I I, I perform. I go back through the curtain, and Swerve is the first person right there saluting me, giving me a hug, saying, you did it. My That's brother. My dog. Shout you know out I mean? Swerve, man. You know I'm, I mean? I'm happy brother. for him too. I'm proud of him. Yeah, I'm so proud of that man. I'm so proud of that man and what he's accomplished, what he's built, what he's done. Yeah, and um, what we've done together. So, yeah, much. That's... What an experience! That was a great experience to be able to do that. Yeah, shout out to Swerve, man. Uh, did you while you were performing? Did you feel like? Did did like the crowd go away for you? Because it's yes, such a big yes. moment. Yes, it was like I was in there rapping to an empty arena. That's yes. how I felt. Yes, that's how I felt. It felt like I was rapping to an empty arena. All I saw was Chris, 
Sammy, and me. That's all I saw. And the camera. And the camera pointing at me. Right. I didn't see anything else. I've never, I haven't watched the full performance back because I don't want to critique it. I want to live in the moment. It happened. Yeah, yeah. And yes. if people rock with it, cool. But I don't want to look back at it, start critiquing what I could have done better. Was my was what did I do this right? Nah, I gave it to the to the universe. I did it, and I'm not I'm not. I'll watch it maybe a year or two from now when I'm kind of gone from the moment. But I haven't watched it back. It was just me. I felt like I was in tunnel vision. Me and the camera. And then at the end, the crowd applauded, and then I turned around and left. That's all I. That's all I know. It was tunnel vision, bro. It was tunnel vision. Straight tunnel. I vision. totally get it. I totally get it. Because a moment that big is just like you have to. It's like the sound goes away, and it's just you, you and them, and it's just like, all right. And then the nerves are gone, and then you come back and you're just like, did I really just do that? Like, did, did that just? And it goes happen? quick. You get to yeah. build up for this moment. <laughs> And then it'd be like two minutes, and you'd be like, "Well, dang, that's yeah, it." That was fast. <laughs> yeah, I want to do that again. Like, that was yeah, fast. it's like I go, I can do shit. I can do this every day. Shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Like it was dope, man. That was a great shout out to. Us. And then later in the night, I'm walking by Tony Khan. Guys, great work, guy. Great work, great work, great work. Gave me a dap. That's all I needed. The boss happy. You did it, man. You did. I'm it. cool with it. Yeah, I'm cool with it. You did it absolutely. So you said, um, you said you have something coming out October second. That's a couple days away. What is that? Yeah. So you know, September thirtieth, Swerve drops his music video. Work that he drops his music video, uh, produced by Profit the producer. Shout out to Profit. You know, salute to y'all. Uh, September first, he drops Dreams. I mean, excuse me, October 1st, he drops Dreams mm-hmm. featuring uh, myself, Anthony King, and Juice from the Fat Bush Zombies. And then October 2nd, we're all dropping um, a thing called the Emmett Tape, where it's all, uh, not the Emmett Tape, but we're dropping content. All of us are dropping videos, Anthony King, myself, and Swerve. And we're dropping an exclusive uh, clip free from all of us are doing different verses to different beats. So, Swords dropping, still tipping. My man King's dropping one to uh, Joel Santana's mic check, and then I'm dropping one to um, Missy Elliott's gospel folks. Because I here's my manifestation. I'm gonna say this on a No Gimmicks podcast. Me Uh-oh. and Missy Uh-oh. getting in the studio. Something's Uh-oh. gonna happen. Uh-oh. Missy, I'm and, and keep this clip in case something happened. Look, I'm Uh-oh. putting this in a manifestation. 11:39 a.m. 9:29 2023. Missy Elliott, I'm gonna need you. That's it. You heard him. You heard him. I got I'm gonna put that. That's my next manifestation into the universe of the Lord. Is <laughs> is Missy Elliott saying, look, I want to do something with that man or co-sign him. Something. All right, we're gonna put that one in the universe. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna clip this out. We're gonna put this on social media. Try to get us around, get around as much as we can, man. Let's Let's make this happen. Let's do it. And then when Let's it happens, you have you have an open invitation. But when it happens, hey, Missy Elliott, you ever been on a wrestling song? Hey, that's all you gotta say. That's all you gotta say. 
You heard it here. You heard it here on No Gimmicks. So when it happens, you heard it right here on No Gimmicks. And yeah, this is the only place I've said it. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Yes, sir. <laughs> so what else you got going on for the rest of the year? What's the rest of your year looking like? Wow. So um, me and the great music soul child, uh, oh. R&B legend, um, known as his rap alter ego, The Hustle, we are working on a joint project together. So the song Pressure, which is on all distributive platforms right now with uh, October th- October 11th, that video is dropping. Me and The Hustle, a.k.a. Music Soul Child, is dropping on all platforms. The video is. The song's already out. Make sure you guys stream that. But the video is coming out. Me and him are working on an EP together. Me and Music Soul Child as his alter ego, The Hustle. Uh, are dropping a project. It's kind of untitled right now. Uh, shout out Kimberly. Salute, Miss Waters. And, um, you know, we are working on an exclusive project together. So that's coming out. Me and Swerve and Anthony King are dropping our Emmett mixtape, which is a group, of, like I said, of all three of us together. Uh, dropping songs to industry beats. That's going to be for free for the people. So just content. I am working on, I have a song with Rich Boy, Platinum Selling Artist, Rich Boy, Throw Some D's, that song, that record, that artist, me and him have a song, me and him have a song dropping. I have, um, I'm dropping an exclusive Greatest Hits Wrestling Themes project in November that is going to be hosted by um, my man Kevin, who did the voice for NBA Jam. Okay. He is, is, um, being the uh, the voice and the intro and the intro kind of like hosting that project where I put together like it's like a mixtape. Shout out to uh, shout out to the DJ who's going to be doing like scratches, like old school scratches. We're going to put out like in like a, a greatest hits of Montezzi's greatest hits of songs. It'll have Guevara, it'll have Roman Reigns, Heart of a Warrior, all those songs. But it'll be like an exclusive scratch. I am in November, November twenty fourth. I am doing my live Teasy's table at Wrestlecade in North Carolina. I'm doing my nice. first live teasing table with the people, uh, uh, live audience. Make sure you go to WrestleCade.com, get your tickets to see me Friday between 12 and 1.30 p.m., November 24th in North Carolina. Me and Swerve are still doing Swerve City Podcast together. Still have many guests, things that we're doing, many surprises. Um, you know, I am That's also- a dope podcast, too, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um uh, shout out to that. Make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash Swerve City Podcast. Make sure you subscribe too to my new YouTube channel uh, for another announcement. I am releasing next Thursday my first interview at TZ's Table in studio with Kiara Hogan from Ooh, AEW. Nice. Uh, we uh, youtube.com backslash at TZ's table. You got to put the at before TZ's table. And we did a live in studio interview. I'll be releasing clips this uh, this week to build that up. Uh, I'm That is my first episode on my new YouTube channel that I will be dropping. So that is coming out as well. So I am super busy. A lot of music coming. A lot of great things coming, man. Also, too, you know, uh, I don't know if you're interested, but I heard that beat at the beginning. 
and uh, <laughs> sound like no gimmicks podcasting the theme song yeah and yeah. uh you know holla at me brother i'm gonna holla at you off the off the air and see what we All can right. work out Let's see what let's see what we got, man. Let's see what we can do. You know what I mean? I like that beat and all, but it needs some bars on it. So, you know what I mean? Let, I got you. I got let's you. make something happen. I like this show. I like your energy, brother. Let's let let's let me let me drop let me drop some bars on that. Too. I got you, man. Let let's yes, sir. we'll talk. We'll talk. Absolutely, absolutely, brother. We'll talk, man. But yeah, man. Sounds like you got a busy rest of the year, man. Um, that's. You got a lot of great stuff coming down the pipeline. What I'm most excited about is Music Soul Child. Uh, that sounds like it's going to be some some fire coming. So uh, very interested to see what you got coming down the pipeline, man. Very interested. Thank you, my brother. I, I appreciate that, man. And I appreciate you um, not only the support, but just being able to, to talk to fellow wrestling fans about this. And my lane's kind of unique. And just to kind of see where it goes and talking to people about my mindset of it, you know, because I have no problem giving up game to people or, or my thought process behind things because there's power in information. And a lot of people try to hold their information because they don't want to give that. And anything that I can do to help the next generation, if I could find that one kid that's 11 years old and he wants to do this and I can tutor, I could, I could pass the torch to him and teach him everything that I know because one day I'm going to be doing other things or I'm going to be the OG. So everybody kind of knows who I am and I could build up a new young kid that I can give all my secrets to and have build him up. Yep. That, that'd be dope, man. So just keep working, man. You got, you got, you got me inspired for real, for real. So just seeing your hustle and seeing your path and seeing how, how unique that really is because like I said, rap and wrestling have like a great history together. So it's dope to see something unique as what you bring to the table. It's really unique and it's, it's awesome, man. It's awesome to see. So I I really, I really hope to see you keep working and keep growing, keep building. And uh, especially with Swerve, Swerve's building the empire and I see you right along with them building that same empire. So, Absolutely, Keep working, my man. Keep Absolutely, working. where 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 the uh, the big boy and Andre are wrestling, where the outcast are wrestling. That's Andre. I'm big boy. So yep, I like yeah. it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So all right, before we before we let you go, like I sure. said, we we do play a game. So I do see we have people in the chat. Feel free to play along, but this one's gonna be for you. All right. So every guest that comes on, I'm. I'm going to ask you to, even though I know you're not a wrestler, but as a fan, we'll ask you your preference. That'll be the last question I ask. I have a streak going, so we'll see. Um, no it's either or. I'm going to say something, either or, and you pick. It could be based on your preference. It could be based on what you think is better. It could just be based on nothing. Just, I like this one. It's this okay. one. Okay. All right. So, sure. are you ready? Let's get it. All right. So, paid in full, the movie, or belly? Paid in full. Hmm. Why? I like, even though belly's legendary, you know, Nas, my man, I like the paid in full story. The paid in full story, I I can definitely understand. That's really real life situations. You know, people people get shot every day, B. You'll be all right. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like. 
you know what I mean? Like it, it, uh, it's just, um, it's a great, uh, it's a great story. Um, I like the imagery of Belly better, but the, mm, the story yeah. of Payton Fall, I, I, I lean towards more. It's based in truth. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I like. All right, all right. So let's stay on the movie front. Boys in the Hood or Minister Society? Boys in the Hood. Okay. I like. I, I, I like. I like Boys in the Hood. Minister Society is fire, though. Menace yes. Society is amazing, but Boys, Boys in the Hood, that story was. I'm, I'm a fan of the story. Now, I'm a fan of stories, you know. And Boys in the Hood had a great story, childhood story. You know what I mean? I love, yeah. I loved great stories, even though yeah. some movies might be better in certain ways. But if the story, the story gets me, you know, I'm more of the story person. Like even in wrestling, I like the story. I have to sink into the why instead of just seeing a bunch of people doing a bunch of moves and I'm not, I don't care. Like, I need to <laughs> know why these things are happening. Like, oh, crap, his leg's been worked on the whole match. He's limping. How is he going to overcome the leg injury? How is he selling the leg? Stuff like that. Same thing with movies. I'm the same way. Okay. I, I, get, I, I like it. I like it. All right. Here's one for you. Uh, Illmatic. Or it was written. Damn it. And <laughs> <laughs> I gotta pick. <laughs> How long you got on this podcast? We might be here for a minute. <laughs> Damn it. Oh. That's the one. <laughs> Illmatic because of the impact. I will choose mm. Illmatic. But it was written was a better project. Yes, I agree with that. hundred percent. It was I gave you power is just Yeah. How you how are you twenty something years old and you're writing a story, a song as if you're a gun? Yes. How are you gonna write a song and I gave you power and you are a gun? And you're rapping from the perspective of a gun. Yes. If I rule the world, watch them. I can't say the I'm not gonna say the N-word on here, but watch <laughs> them, you know what I mean? That's on yep. the Foxy Brown. Yep. Better album to me cohesively. But for impact, I choose Illmatic. Okay. It ain't hard to tell. I mean, one time for your mind, life's a B with A Z. By the way, I love you, Nas, but I thought A Z had the better verse on Life's a B. Oh, that's, that's a that's opinion. a hot take right there. I always thought AZ had the better verse. Even though Nas smoked it. <laughs> I work up early on my born day. I'm 20. It's a blessing. The S is a bad I love his verse, but Ooh. life is the baddest. A person's status depends on salary, and my mentality is like, yo, AZ spazzed on that first verse. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I can quote Nas and Nas songs all day, but yeah, it, Illmatic, but it was written was a better concept project, better overall album. Yes. I'm not mad at that, honestly. God, I was that was a answer. God, please. <laughs> Dude, that's like asking me, well, who's my favorite kid? <laughs> I would have said, said it was written. It was written was a better album. Yes, I agree with you. You ain't, uh, ain't going to get no argument from me there, man. <laughs> I'm not mad at it, though. I'm not mad at it at all. Because you can go either way, and either answer is right. It's just, I like, I like the struggle. <laughs> all right, yeah, one more, two more. Sure, let's go. All right. 
All right. Um, the Blueprint or the Black Album? Oh, you are killing me, bro. <laughs> you are. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the Black Album. Mm, that's a tough one. That, for me, that's it's a tough, tough one. dude. Dude, that's you don't one. understand. I'm just answering your question because I have to. Dude. <laughs> Two of the two, no, dude. I think. Ooh, Blueprint has that. two songs. Blueprint, Blueprint has two songs. That that I necessarily don't like. And Which Black Album only. And Black, I uh, not a big fan of Jigga Jigga. That not a big fan of. Okay, that. okay. And I forgot the other one on there that I wasn't particularly a fan of. The only one I didn't like on Black Album was Justify Myself. I didn't really like that record. A lot of people don't like that song, but I loved it. I, I hear you. I understand. So I have to do a process of elimination. If there's one song I don't like on one, but two, then I'm going to choose the one where there's only one song I don't favor. But mm. I think the Black Album was the greatest retirement album ever done, if he would have stayed Oh, yeah. Album. Yeah, like he could have made that and not made music again, and that would have been the best album. Now this is tough because the Blueprint had H to the Izzo, that had Heart of the City, Renegade, I mean, Renegade, dude. Like you I'm not mad if you say the Blueprint, I'm not. Damn. <laughs> All right, I take that back. It's the Blueprint, bro. I'm sorry, Blueprint, bro. I take it back. Now, I love Change Clothes. I love I love change clothes. I love uh, ninety nine problems, but do blueprint. I take that back. I'm going blueprint. I take blueprint, mm. brother. I take blueprint, brother. Cause cause part of the city. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like mama loves me. Mama left me. The outro. Mama. Yeah. Lo- the girls, girls, girls remix with Michael Jackson. Girls, on it. And, but then on Black Album you got um uh. My first song with Biggie, y'all know down on top, y'all want to know that I don't yep. flop. Like, oh my god, I love good hip hop, bro. Yes, man. Yes, I remember where I, I was at when both of the albums dropped. I remember where I was at in life. Like me too, me too. I know exactly where I was when both of those albums dropped. Yeah, I me, give the blue, blueprint, blueprint on a slight edge. Blueprint yeah. slight edge. I've had my blackout, but switching back. Blueprint, even though it had that one two song I don't favor, Blueprint was so strong, bro. Oh, crazy strong. God. <laughs> crazy Kanye, strong. Kanye, and Just Blaze left Earth on that, bro. Yeah, yeah. This is when Kanye was in his absolute bag. His yeah, absolute yeah. bag. Like Heart of the City is one of the best beats I've ever heard in my life. Yes, I agree with that. I agree with that. For me, yeah, I got it. Still though, Black Album, Black Album. I could still listen to the Black Album and not skip a song. Me either. It's Me either. one of the few albums that I can do that to. Me too. But yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's a hard one. I, I'm going to go Blueprint for now, but ask me again, and my answer may change. Yeah, I know, dude. It's hard, dog. Those are, that's you got me there, brother. You got me there. Usually, as the podcast guy, I like putting other people. The other, I like to reverse it and make them think. You making me think right now. Jesus Christ, that's hard, bro. That is not easy to pick. No, it's not. That's that's a tough choice. So, all right, last one. Uh, as a fan, do you prefer a baby face or a heel? 
a heel. Heel. Easily That's, heel. Yeah. Easily. Easily. The <laughs> what what you could tap in to be a heel, to be hated, is phenomenal. My favorite heel of all time in wrestling is nineteen ninety one, late ninety one to mid ninety two, Jake the Snake Roberts. You are correct about that. We actually just our last show, we uh we looked back at Jake the Snake Roberts attacking Macho Man Randy Savage with the snake. That phenomenal theater, bro. <laughs> time period from when he did that snake to when he left at uh, WrestleMania Eight when he wrestled the Undertaker. Yep. Best heel work I ever seen. Yes. I love Vince McMahon's run with Austin. I love um. 97, 98, uh, Eddie Guerrero with the mullet. I love. Oh, yeah. I love, phenomenal, I love Hollywood rock. I love those guys. But when it comes to two things that I will die to my grave on, 91 to 92, Jake Roberts is my favorite heel of all time. And 1989 to 1994, Scott Steiner is the best wrestler I ever saw in my life. Oh, yeah. With the, yeah, the straps. You might be right about that. 1989 right WC. Yeah. Most athletic dude. I will go to my cross to say that man was not, maybe not the best wrestler of all time, but like as far as like what they could do in the ring with the this Steiner when, driver this, and, and the Frankensteiner. That dude was yeah. out of this world, young. Not even young that because when Steiner. he was in Japan, he was he was on a whole different level. Scott, Scott, Scott Steiner in Japan is probably one of the best wrestlers that ever walked the planet. I will go to my grave saying that time was some of the best wrestling I've ever seen in my life. Was No, you're right. Not the pre-Papa Pump Steiner. Like, yeah. athletic, yeah. 80, 88 to 94 period. Is, I will, I'll go to my grave with that dude, man. I can watch any I still matches say, from that time. I still say the Steiner screwdriver is one of the best finishing moves I've ever seen. And he that's rarely why they, that's does why it. they can't have people they can't have people do it no more because it's that crazy. Like yeah, that's Cage does it, but it. it's a variation. Brian Cage yeah. actually does it. Yeah, he breaks yeah. it out rarely too. And it's yeah. like when, when you see it, it's like, oh man, that move is crazy. <laughs> yes, sir. It is crazy. But yeah, I I gotta agree with you. I gotta agree Bro, with you. It's just I tell people, you want to watch wrestling? You want to watch real wrestling? Watch that wedding when that snake come out and it's Jake the Snake is 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 it's got that snake in Elizabeth's face. Watch, watch, watch. That's wrestling. That's wrestling. That's wrestling. And that man, that the, yes. the promos that that evil sinister just didn't have to didn't, didn't have, have to yell. yell. Yep. You know, just talking just to like, Tom like he's right in your face. Like I try to do. I, that's who I try to be in the podcasting world. With that's a little a good, bit of humor to it. I try yeah. to be that in the podcast. Well, Jake is phenomenal, bro. Yes. Yes, he is. And I'm I'm so I'm so happy for him now, seeing him in the place he is now. Like, I love that for him, man. Like, for real. Because I did revere him when I was like when I was little. The DDT, for everybody who doesn't know, the DDT was like the move back then. It was you put somebody it in was the over. DDT, it was over. It Bye. Was, <laughs> it was over. Bye. Yep. Good night. The DDT, the DDT <laughs> happened. It's over, bro. There's no, there's no coming back from that. Yep. Good night. It's over. Yeah, I miss man. simple finishing moves like that. I miss fi- finishing moves like that. That was simple. 
and the, it sold to the point like, yep. Now that the DDTs are something regular now. When back then, when Jake hooked that arm, hooked that head, over. <laughs> wake him up later. It's over. That's it. <laughs> love wake Jake, and I love Scott Steiner. I love, I love heel ninety seven ninety eight wrestling Ray Mysterio WCW mullet Eddie Guerrero. When he'd come out and he he would just kind of have that cocky walk and just look. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love Hollywood Rock. I love heel. Um, heel right before he left. Uh, Batista. Um, heel Batista. Uh, when he came out and he had a spotlight on him when he was walking. Yeah. Love that era of him. I love rated R superstar Edge. I love heels, bro. I love I love heels. I love I love prime. Putting people in the head, Randy Orton. The legend killer. I love legend killer, but the Viper kicking people in the head, Randy. I love um I love the work Swerve's doing right now. And I'm biased. I was gonna say that too. Extremely biased, and I will and that's fine. Um I'm that this is not biased. He's just that great right now. Swerve is absolutely he's on a whole new level right now, especially with the work he did this past week with Hangman. That promo that he that he cut, like what's a cowboy to an outlaw? Like what? What's a what's a uh, what do you say? What's a what's a buckshot to a kill shot? Like bro, dog. He, he, he's gonna be the first. He's gonna be the first black heavyweight champion. It's coming. I'm here for it. He's I'm here be. for it. He he's the one. Yeah, I tell him all the time. I tell him all the time. You're the one, bro. You're the guy. Yes, he is. He's he got is. the look. He's got the build now. He's got the. He got the, uh, the charisma. The 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 um the the, you know that kind of genesis quad bottom. He'll be the first champion. He'll be the first black heavyweight champion. It's coming. It screams. He swerved without even trying. Screams. I am a star. Pay attention to me. Yeah, and not and everybody has, has that. No. Not everybody has that. Some people gotta no. force it. Some people. It, he's got it. He's got it. And Whatever that it is, he's got it. I know. And I when so I lived in California and I recently moved to Texas. But before I left, this was Swerve debuted at a New Japan uh show that they had right. there. Uh him and Jay White, coincidentally. He he wrestled Jay White that night. And when he came out. It wasn't, and I watched Swerve on WWE. You could tell he was on a mission that night. You could tell. And I was like, I'm going to pay attention to Swerve because he looks like he is on a mission to be the top guy wherever he goes. And he's reaching that. He he really is. So I'm very excited to see where he goes from here. I, and I really do want him to be champion. He'll he'll get it, and I I believe in my brother. Not only is he motivated, but he's he's got his his mind in the right direction, yeah. and with that, you can achieve anything. And with anything, it's a yin and yang in life. You have your ups and downs. You have to pay the price in order to be successful in anything. There's something you're gonna have to pay the price on, and he's paid the price personally. Many things has happened to him, and he's overcome them. That I know yep. in his life. And I'm happy to see where he's at now. It's just the beginning. And I'm happy to assist my brother any way that I can to him being successful. 
because I believe in him and he's done the same thing for me. So without him, I wouldn't be here right now. So we look, we worked, we work in unison, but I'm definitely proud of him. Extremely proud. Shout out to Swerve, man. Shout out to Swerve. Again, again. All right, man. Uh, I kept you a long time. So, brother, I, hey, man. Hey, man. I'm here, brother. You, 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 not only did you do great business, you, you had great questions, and I'm not worried about the time, brother. If, we, if I can have a great conversation with another, another king, another fellow black man, and we can talk about what we love to do anytime, anytime, brother. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Go ahead and tell the people where they can find you at. Yes, everybody. You can find me at TZ Jones on everything. TZ Jones. Hit me up on Instagram, Twitter. Go to the Patreon, patreon.com backslash TZ's table. I'll be giving exclusive content there. I just launched it, got it going. Make sure you guys hit me up there. Make sure you guys go to montezytv at gmail.com to hit me up for any bookings or anything, appearances, motivational speakings, seminars, anything like that. I'm definitely here to give up the game and the information to help you guys, you know, as long as you're willing to invest in it. Thank you, you know, and 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 also, too, I want to shout you out, man. No Gimmicks Podcast. You know, Kelvin, you've been a, a great host. You Appreciate have it, something man. great going here. Keep going, keep pushing any way that I can help co-sign. I do. And, you know, keep keep doing your thing, brother. You got something special here. I love the questions. They were different. And I could tell you did your homework and anything. Um, you know, hit me up, brother. I'm always around. Yes, sir. You know I will. You have an open invite, man. Anytime you want to come chop it up, I'm here for it. Peace, King. Thank you, brother. Yes, I, I thank you guys. Make sure you guys, everybody, once again. You see the you see the banners below. Subscribe to my man. So, uh, show love to my bro and anything he has going on. Subscribe, you know, to the YouTube. Follow him on Instagram. Follow him on Twitter as well. Make sure you you know you support fellow black men and all this. We're all in this together. We're yes, all sir. in this. You know what I mean. We're all here to support each other. There's no egos here. Everybody's the same. We're all God's children at the end of the day. Yes, sir. So, so let's let's keep supporting each other, bro. Yes, sir. I appreciate you for your time, Montezzi, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much, man. This was this was excellent. This was excellent. And, anytime, man. You have yourself a great day, man. And I'll be hitting you up soon about that song, bro. We're gonna work. <laughs> yes, sir. Work. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Yes, sir. Up. All right, man. So thank you guys for tuning in to the No Gimmicks podcast here on the DFPN. Make sure you guys come back next time. Until then, enjoy the wrestling and peace.